Marcus Burnett here, one part of the I-20 Connection, presented by Augusta Basketball and SUV TV. We appreciate you joining us. I've got my man with the plan, Chad Cook, on the line. Chad, how you doing this Saturday morning, man? I'm doing great, and you know, I'm doing really good because I'm excited about you and I working together because every time we get together, it seems like we see and experience great basketball. No kidding. I mean, you know, over the years, uh, you know, the, we won't go over an exhaustive list because we've got plenty of, uh, of things that we could drum up. But when I look at the top three, man, first off, I look at that King James AAU event uh, where we first started working together years back. Some of the highlights from that on your end. Yeah, you know, I look back on that and it featured a ninth grade Jalen Brown and a ninth grade Luke Kennard. Brown being, um, by many people's uh, judgment, the, the high school high school's best player last season, now a freshman at California. Luke Kennard at the time playing on the King James Shooting Stars, now a freshman at Duke. Those guys are both former McDonald's All-Americans. And they, we watched them as ninth graders kind of steal the show in the 16 and under showcase division of that King James AAU event in 2012. And, and then, you know, we go, we go from that several months later at the same gym at North Augusta for the Peach Jam. And um, you remember some of the names that we got to see there? Yeah, I do, man. I, I mean, I, I remember that Andrew Wiggins versus Julius Randle matchup that we were front and center for. Couldn't help but to think about it when the uh, the, the Timberwolves played the Lakers uh, there on one of the opening nights in the NBA. We went from seeing them at the Riverview Activity Center to seeing them uh, on the uh, on the NBA court, and a lot of people looked at it as a preview to an NBA matchup. I think Wiggins got the upper hand there in that one. It's funny the difference a few years can make because Wiggins, you know, while still in a good position, still taking him some time for that NBA curve. Meanwhile, Julius Randle, some of that same brute strength and athleticism we saw there in that matchup, translating a little bit earlier there in the NBA. Yeah, and you know, I um, I, I'll try to link. We'll link to this uh, a video I made at the time. I called that game the best game so far because there were so many great games. We live streamed the two of us together live streamed every single Peach Jam game that entire tournament. Yeah. So we saw an, an unbelievable amount of action. But that game that you just mentioned was by far the best game of the week, and it was a great way to start this. What what's become now this I twenty connection where. You know, Augusta and Atlanta and all the great basketball that goes on in this little corridor when you talk about the Peach Jam and, and different things like that where we've uh, we've really experienced it. Yeah, man, we, we streamed so much high-quality basketball that, that week. I think we have withdrawals those next couple weeks, <laughs> even after it, it was culture shock. But but, but before we move on to, to our third point, I, I held up a fist in the air for you, man, when Luke Kennard broke that uh, the Ohio State scoring record last year at the Flying to the Hoop Invitational. We were on hand to broadcast that event. And, uh, you know, you talked about how he really came down and took names in the South at that King James AAU event. It was another milestone, another notch in his belt there at that tournament as uh, he's got the whole state behind him, and they were there on hand at the Flying to the Hoop Invitational to see him break the Ohio State scoring record in a game where I think he shot 32 free throws. So Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. And in that event when he was a ninth grader here in the Augusta area, um, I think he, it was either my, 
I think my first two Instagram posts at AUG B-Ball were of Jalen Brown, one, and Luke Kennard, another. And I think that Luke Kennard was a screenshot of me writing a note to myself that says, watch Luke Kennard play as much as possible this weekend. (laughs) He's great. He's great. Definitely a footnote to pay attention to. And, you know, Luke uh, on campus there at Duke, uh, fresh off of a – uh, a Harry Giles commit, so the rich get richer there. But Jalen Brown doing good things out there with Conzo Martin on the West Coast at Cal Berkeley. But last but not least, Chad, you know, we talk about this I-20 connection, two teams that are very uh, synonymous with the, the type of basketball you'll find there on the I-20 corridor. Laney versus Morgan County, us coming together to broadcast a great event last year. Let's touch base on that item. Yeah, that was great. And you know me, that's the kind of uh, game that, that I'm most interested in. Uh, obviously, an Augusta team, Augusta's best team, and then just a great bunch from Morgan County that gets absolutely everything out of what they have. And last year was a classic. Um, Laney visited Morgan County. People, you know, on the SUV TV broadcast of that game, you could just see people dripping off the rafters. Great atmosphere. Laney completed the regular season sweep of Morgan County. Tookie Brown, Morgan County's a great player, literally played himself into exhaustion and had to leave the game. Yeah. And, um, and he was playing great. Laney converts the win, and then only to uh, have Morgan County pay them back about a, uh, probably two months later in the state semifinals when Tookie scored 32 points in the second half and eliminated what I – continue to believe was Georgia's best team last year, Laney. And um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about some of that later. But um, those three events, that King James and that Peach Jam and then that that Laney-Morgan County battle, really stick out to me as some really cool stuff that you and I have done together. And um, that's why I'm so excited about this podcast we're doing. Couldn't agree with you more. We segue on from some of the best events we've been able to collaborate on to the present season uh, coming into it. I, I know I can't wait for the 2015-2016 season to kick off. One of the things that a lot of people have talked about over the past few weeks has been uh, you know, some of the movement when it comes to the various backcourts and teams in Georgia, which brought up the talking point of you know, who are some of the better backcourts in the state of Georgia. We've heard a lot of mentions of Miller Grove, obviously, Autry Gilbert, Aaron Augustine, Tay Hardy, uh, you know, uh, Colin Young, uh, who we'll touch on later in the show. Uh, even Shiloh, who has a loaded backcourt, Dekula, Kevon Tucker, East Jackson. The list goes on and on. But my question for you, Chad, and something I think you might be able to elaborate on, is <laughs> you really don't hear a lot of Christian Keeling and Zepp Jasper in the top part of that conversation, despite the fact that, you know, you mentioned that run they went on last year. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm the resident um, pointer-outer of Augusta things when it comes to the wider uh, Georgia picture or, or even regional picture. And so I'll say for Sandy Steele at, uh, I think his site is sandysteele.wordpress.com, but he, but he contributes at the Atlanta score, and he puts out great stuff, and he reviews all the teams and players, and then he gets conversations started on Twitter. And he asked that question that you're talking about, who's Georgia's best backcourt, listed a bunch of great backcourts. And I was obviously the guy to bring up Christian and Zepp at Laney. And, um, you know, I think what that is is when, when, when people want to talk about a, a Georgia-wide or a region-wide or a national-wide conversation, they want to have names that are attached to 
major colleges. And so you got Alfred Gilbert um, going to UConn. Um, uh, was it Drew Drennan out of East Jackson is such a promising player as a sophomore. And those those names have a lot of sex appeal. But when it comes to Christian and Zeph, two things. One is I bet you if you ask any guard in the state, uh, you know, how tough those guys are, they'd have a they'd have a long list for you or a long explanation for you. But also they win. I mean they and they are going to Division One college. Seth Jasper's gonna be at College of Charleston and Christian Keeling's gonna be at Charleston Southern. But those guys won twenty nine straight games last year after dropping a road game to St. Francis, who has one of the best backcourts in the state for sure, um, after dropping a road game on the final possession at St. Francis, those guys led a 29-game tear through the the state's very best teams. And and Laney is a very guard-driven place and has been, it will be this year and was last year. And those two guys, along with uh, a guy named Jason Brooks, who graduated last year, really drive that bus. And so when you take the ultimate goal, winning, um, and, then, and then you look at how important those two guys are to Laney's winning record, I just can't imagine how anybody, um, especially somebody who would have to line up against them, would, would, wouldn't put that tandem at the very top of the list. But, of course, I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the good thing is, you know, as I was looking at some of the, the teams and names that are in the conversation, uh, you know, you mentioned Laney. I, I talked about Miller Grove, Shiloh, St. Francis, Tequila, Lithonia, Pebblebrook, and I'm leaving probably a good, you know, six to seven backcourts or solid teams off the list. You get to a point to where it's just a plethora of talent, which makes for a pretty good conversation. I don't think it's an absolute science. But you can assume that those names and Keeling and, and Jasper have to be at the top of the conversation, not only when you look at what they were able to do last year in the high school season, but even when you look at their book of work on the, the AAU slash travel circuit and being able to go against some of the you know the, the different teams and the different matchups. So I think those are guys, whether it's Jasper with Stampede or Keeling with Team Power, guys that were able to go head-to-head and really show some of that same ability uh, that they uh, reflected in the high school season. Yeah, and that's why, you know, heading into that important AAU season, they were definitely on the radars of everyone, including the college coaches. But um, at the time, I don't think there were offers uh, at present. And, but by the end, um, both of those guys were being pursued by a lot of very solid um, Division One programs. And, and they both uh, did this very smart thing and committed and got that out of the way, and they'll be signing, I think, next week. And, and those guys, uh, yeah, they definitely uh, represented themselves very well on that on that AAU circuit. And we'll we'll move on, but but last but not least, you talked about that impressive run. Uh, you know, the the, the twenty nine straight wins uh, after that initial loss. You look at that run uh, through the various teams. It included after that OT loss to St. Francis, they defeated Pebblebrook, the loaded backcourt of Jared Harper. Uh, you know, um, Ty Hudson, who's at Clemson now, Derek Obedi, the Georgia signee, Trey Mitchell, you know, five D1 guys essentially starting. They defeated Pebblebrook. They defeated Stevenson, who with Montez Sweat and those guys is one of the toughest teams uh, inside and in the county last year. They defeated Morgan County, as you mentioned. They defeated Norcross, another tried-and-true program. Burkmar, Buford, and last but not least, they even beat the eventual state champ in Jenkins. Uh, as well during that that regular season run, so you know that 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 record and resume kind of speaks for itself in terms of last season. For sure, and you know what's 
really cool is, um, you know, all those great teams that Laney was able to play. Um, you know, Buck Harris, the coach at Laney at the time, really did a historic, led them through a historic run. But one of the cool, cool things is, um, you know, how many of those games offhand? I mean, I know that you probably broadcast more than half of those games uh, from start to finish on SEV TV. That's probably correct, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great uh, it's a great record of uh, footage and, and and happenings that you know I know those those kids and the fans of that program uh, still go back to today. Yeah, outside of Augusta, I think you had a lot of fringe Laney fans that just. But with their style of play, with the you know, with the next man up type of approach, while you had some leaders, it was really just a great team uh, overall in terms of the way they defended and the way they got things done. So I think they picked up a lot of momentum, not only from the Augusta fan base, but just people around the state being able to see that run last year. Yeah, and all those guys are friends. I know we need to move on, but I, I, I'll you know, as we go through that list, one really jumps out, and that's that Pebble Brook game. It was such a great game. It was on SUV TV. We talk about backcourts, you know, Jared Harper, um, who will be at Auburn, and Ty Hudson, who's now at Clemson. Um, you know, I, I, all those kids, they all know each other. They play against each other and with each other on the AAU circuit. And, and Jared Harper is one of the guys that I've been, I've been seeing for about five years now and always been so impressed with. So, you know, it's not – the Laney – the experience that I had following Laney last year – also made me uh, very familiar again with with the Georgia action in general, and it it was a it was it was a great experience. Um, you know, again through SUV TV with with players like that, and you know, I, I hope this season is just as exciting. Couldn't agree more. And you know, being here based in the Atlanta area, it gives us a chance to see a lot of these uh, these teams up close and personal through the SUV TV broadcast schedule. But then even in the Atlanta teams, you see some Augusta representatives uh, there. A couple teams I like to talk about when it comes to that would be one, Pace Academy, and two, Miller Grove. When you, when you think Pace Academy, and, you know, in terms of SEO and the first name that pops up, Wendell Carter is more than likely going to be it, the, the, the talented big man, versatile, USA basketball gold medalist, and just one of the best players in his class in the top two. But Isaiah Kelly is going to be a big difference maker in whether Pace Academy is able to get that um, that championship this year. Your thought on Kelly and what he brings to the table? Well, he's great, and he has just absolutely exploded when it comes to um, the perception of how good of a player he is when it comes to uh, people like us who comment on it, but then also uh, college coaches of very big programs that, that, um, that are already uh, – you know, hot on his trail. He he transferred from Augusta Christian to Pace Academy this year. He's a sophomore. He's about six foot seven or eight, I would say. Extremely athletic. He's got a very good skill base, and he he's a he's a wonderful kid as far as like very respectful, and he's always in the gym, always in the gym, and um, competing, getting better, and so he. You know, it's one of the things that we talked about before the show a few days ago when I said, you know, obviously the Augusta area, the talent is not comparable to the Atlanta area because of the difference in population. But 
it's neat how the Augusta guys work their way into the conversation. So in a couple of years, when everybody talks about the best players in Georgia and the best players in Atlanta, uh, Isaiah Kelly will be at the very top of that list, and and he'll be he'll be counted as an Atlanta guy. But we'll we'll always be very proud of him as as an Augusta guy who became an Atlanta guy, if you want to look at it that way. But he he's got offers from Wisconsin, Xavier. I know a few coaches in some very big programs that talk about how they talk to him on the phone on a weekly basis and stuff like that. Uh, so he, he's a great player. For sure. Yeah, the root the roots are always there. I even look at it, you know, until I was able to really do, you know get the history on it. You know, I looked at Kevin Garnett as a as a Chicago guy there in Farragut when. You know, him being somebody you played against, you know exactly where he's from when it comes to the true roots. <laughs> yeah, he's from the upstate South Carolina, no doubt about it. And, you know, he and Ray Allen, um, I'm missing uh, another name, but those two guys, you know, grew up around each other, playing AAU. And, um, you know, to us, it was just like, you know, those really good players from upstate South Carolina. And, but it wasn't like, you know, these guys are going to be uh, – two of the top 50 players of all time or, or somewhere near it at least. And so, yeah, yeah, um, South Carolina, the South Carolina guy became a Chicago guy, just like Isaiah, the Augusta guy, has now become an Atlanta guy. So you definitely remember, uh, remember when you saw him first. Exactly. Miller Grove, the second uh, team of discussion when you talk about an Augusta uh, transfer coming in. We look at Colin Young. Uh, a very key cog in the wheel of that Laney squad last year as well with what he was able to do. Now he joins the Miller Grove program. I think that's a very intriguing matchup in terms of what he can do, but also Miller Grove and that program as a backdrop. Yeah, you know, that situation is very intriguing. Um, First of all, Colin, um, a lot of people uh, have said, well, you know, he'll have trouble playing at Miller Grove because they have so many good players. I've said many times that I don't agree with that because, again, I, I believe Laney was the best or one of the two or three best teams in our state last year, and he was at times the best scorer on that team and, and at all times one of the top two or three or four scorers on that team. And and so for him to move over to Miller Grove, another one of the best programs in the, in the, in the state, um, I would expect him to pick up where he left off. I've seen the fact that they have three very good guards before he even got there. But the good news is basketball is a five-on-five game, and as you can see, even in the NBA, playing two, three, or playing three or four guards is not an issue, and especially not at the high school level, and especially not when they can fill it up like uh, like Young and these other guards at Miller Grove. So I think he's going to have a great season. Yeah, I would agree with that forecast. You know, like you mentioned, a loaded backcourt when you look at Tay Hardy, Altariq, Aaron Augustin, Colin. But I think a lot of people that, that question whether Young is going to be able to get, you know, good burn over there is, you know, you got to look at it from a standpoint of Coach White run, won six out of seven state championships for a reason. He's going to know how to be able to line that personnel up and put lineups out there that are not only going to be able to defend the way Miller Grove has done over the years, 
but are also going to be able to give more of a scoring compliment to Altariq Gilbert. We know, uh, you know, the UConn commit can get it done, but I think in the past, you know, one issue that was running to last year is, you know, a score that can really be able to complement what Gilbert can do when he gets double teamed or might have a, you know, a relatively off-shooting night, whatever the case may be. You insert Young into that spot along with the other guys that they have. I think there's more than enough shots, uh, uh, you know, basketballs and minutes to be able to go around there. Yeah, and you know the thing is, if if Colin doesn't play well, he will sit down. But the uh, but the uh, the same thing would be true at Laney. So <laughs> exactly. So, so if you don't play well, you don't play. It, 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 it depends on either side of I twenty goes by those rules when we're talking about basketball at this level. But you know, exactly. you know, when it comes to Miller Grove, um, the other thing that's really neat is Al Tariq Gilbert, um, as you said, UConn commit, and the. Uh, one of the staff members, one of the assistant coaches at UConn, is is an Augusta guy. I've always said Ricky Moore is has by far, or not by far, but I've always said Ricky Moore has the most impressive high school basketball resume of any player in our area's history. He led Westside High School to a state championship and the number nine spot in the USA Today's ranking of the top high school teams in the country um, in 1995. He went on to win a national championship at UConn as a senior captain, and he's a he's an assistant coach now. He's a point guard, and I and, and he's a good friend of mine. So, I, you know, he, he's been instrumental in getting the commitment from Alfred Gilbert, and so there's a connection there. And, and then the final connection there is, you know, just to circle it all the way back, and then I know I'm getting this off track, but Laney, um, who we talked about earlier, play uh, – one of their best players from last season, Jalen Taylor, plays at Tampa University, and they played an exhibition game at UConn just last week, and Jalen Taylor had a tip dunk and scored six points in 14 minutes and had a really good outing, and, and so that was at, that was at Ricky's uh, UConn school. So you got Ricky with Al Tariq, you got Ricky with Jalen and Laney, and all these things, kind of like six degrees of AUG B-ball and SUV TV, these things all connect. It's levels to it, man. (laughs) Wise man once said it's levels to it. So, yeah, man, so, Chad, any closing thoughts, man, as we get ready to wrap up this initial episode here of the I-20 Connection? Well, um, I I would just say that, um, you know, I'm really excited. One of the things that that you you had put in the show notes, like transfers uh, affecting the Augusta area, I'll just breeze through that real fast. Um, we mentioned Colin Young leaving Laney for Miller Grove and, and, and Isaiah Kelly leaving Augusta Christian for Pace Academy. A guy named Madison Williams, who also played with Isaiah Kelly at Augusta Christian, he, he's moved on to Richmond Academy. And um, and so so with all that movement, I think I think about something I heard uh, recently from a guy named Gordon Gibbons, who was a, a, a legend of a Division II coach and most recently coached at Clayton State. And he said, he told a group of coaches that if you see players leaving programs and going to specific programs, that's where you spot where the good programs are. I mean, I hope that came out right, but, but good programs attract players to them. And, um, and so we'll, uh, we'll see this year, you know, it, will Laney repeat as our area's best team or will guys who, who have made, Moves like like Madison Williams to Richmond Academy, will they uh, will will those programs emerge as as, uh, as maybe our Augusta's representative 
statewide in the statewide conversation like Rainey did last year. And you mentioned Madison Williams transferring over to to Arc. Uh, that Laney squad beat them seventy three to thirty seven last season. So in terms of kind of changing the culture there, but also you know really having a force that can be reckoned with in Madison coming in. I can guarantee you that stat line won't be the same this season if Madison Williams has anything to do with it. Yes, I agree. I agree. So we appreciate you joining us uh, on here, and the conversation doesn't necessarily have to end here on the I-20 Connection podcast. You can follow Chad on Twitter at A-U-G-B-Ball for all of your updates there on that end, and also you can follow us at SUVTV. So we appreciate you joining us. Marcus Burnett, Chad Cook, I-20 Connection, signing off.